0: Hello again, everyone. Welcome once more to Spinistry Live. I am your host of adventure and all things cycling awesomeness related, Kevin Lee from the Spinistry. And uh, today we're going to go over our first weekend of the Panaracer International Grand Prix of Gravel Virtual Challenge. Go over current standings and results and findings and the happenings going on there. This will most likely be one of our shorter presentations, so we do appreciate you joining us. We do want to kick off this one. We have some fantastic news from over the weekend. It does look like uh, October 24th weekend, we will be doing some sort of mountain bike event something. We don't know what that is yet. We are holding off. Waiting to see what makes sense in our current crazy times related to the virus and things like that. But our friends up at 4R Ranch Vineyards and Winery in Munster, Texas, have opened up a brand new mountain bike trail. We're hearing rave reviews about it. But the weekend of October 24th, we'll be doing a little something something up there. It could be a 24 hour event, it could be a time trial. It could just be a random ride. We don't know yet. We gotta gotta see what conditions allow for, but we want people to know to go ahead and pencil in that weekend. The nuts and the bolts of it are, we don't want to announce some sort of event right now that just can't happen. We're gonna do something up there that weekend. And uh, we're gonna do something fun up there that weekend. And we're gonna show off a brand new trail that people are gonna be able to enjoy but we don't wanna start taking people's money for something we can't deliver on or anything like that. So we're not not gonna give false hope and promises until we get a little bit closer to the event date and have a better idea of what makes sense to do in these crazy times. So thanks again to our friends at 4R Ranch Vineyards and Winery. Follow our Facebook page and the event that is embedded in that Facebook page for that weekend. And you will know the details as quickly as they are made available that way. We'll roll on over into our current event, the Paneracer International Grand Prix of Gravel Virtual Challenge. We do call it the Paneracer Challenge for the shorthand version. And more than likely, that's probably what we're going to call it when, on the next edition. Uh, International Grand Prix of Gravel was somewhat of a holdover from a planned real world event that hopefully we'll get to do sometime in the future. Uh, again, we're back to those crazy COVID-19 times. We just don't know when all those pieces will come together. Uh, but Pan eraser Challenge, kinda kind of focus on that right now. One of the things we're gonna talk about is our state champ uh, parameters and model and how to be a state champ for the Pan Eraser virtual challenge. And the hashtag panoracer challenge will come into play on that, but we'll talk about that more in a moment. Let's go over the first weekend's results and standings and how things are progressing. And to be perfectly honest, we are extremely excited by the amount of participation so far. Uh, this is actually this kicked butt. we're we're pretty we're pretty uh, we're pretty stoked as how engaged people are already because realistically we have almost a hundred days this is a hundred day challenge the way it was originally formulated we have almost a hundred days for people to keep adding their progression adding rides adding their times adding their miles and things like that Uh, just because the first group kicked off this weekend doesn't mean somebody can't join in november and start tabulating their miles and as well, moving up the rankings. And as we get more people participating, as we get more people with their thousand miles logged, we'll be doing these updates on a regular basis to show how people that are coming in later are moving up the charts as well. Uh, And we'll talk about that from a strategy perspective a little bit for the people that that are kicking things off very, very hard and heavy at the moment, more power to you but don't burn up all your matches in August. That's, that's, that's a hint I have working right now. So to see current standings, this is really straightforward. Go to our uh, URL for the signup page, bikesignup.com slash challenge up here highlighted. And then there's a tab over on the right-hand side. Anyone can click on this. You don't have to be a registered participant. I myself am a registered participant So I will have more functionality available to me as do the other participants, but anyone can do this. You click on results and we will see current standings and we'll scroll down. So right now, John Ryan is in the lead and Cherie Tomba is the leading female at the moment. Uh, John has 166.92 miles logged of the 1,000 miles. Cherie has 150.33 logged. Uh, But you'll see here, we have other people that aren't too far behind John on the mileage. And we can scroll down. Our buddy Rich is in the mix, Peter. Lots of people have already jumped on board the first weekend. Uh, right now, we have uh, we have somewhere between 125 and 130 people that are currently registered, and 57 people that have logged times already. So that's pretty darn close to 50% participation already. With the understanding that lots of people won't be won't start writing or adding their times to the tally here. Uh, until things cool down a little bit, or maybe going into the Labor Day weekend. So not surprised that not everyone has logged their first miles yet. Uh, But I want to make it perfectly clear if people don't understand the the format and how the challenge works. So the ultimate goal is just to keep adding mileage until you get a cumulative 1,000 miles. You can add those miles at any time between now and December 7th. There is no race to be the first one to complete a thousand miles by calendar date. So if if John really kills it and gets to a thousand miles by you know two weeks from now, let's say, even though he's the first to complete a thousand miles, that doesn't necessarily make him the leader once all is said and done, because it's the cumulative clock time. To accumulate that thousand miles which will ultimately be the tiebreaker so every ride you put in it counts the the clock time for that 15 mile ride or that 50 mile ride or that 200 mile ride and you know as those rides add up the miles aggregate as does the cumulative time and let me give you an example of what i'm talking about Uh, from John. So we click on his name and it goes into a little bit more detail for that particular rider. Everyone has been assigned a bib number. We'll talk about one of the reasons behind that in a minute here. So his total progress, he has earned a 100 mile badge. And we have badges set at certain mileage uh, limits. And once you accomplish those goals, that basically means you will qualify for an additional gift in the gift pack that sent to everyone after all is said and done, uh, but also an additional opportunity to win some of the cool prizes that are brought to us courtesy of our partners and sponsors. Let's let's mention them while we're talking about that. Obviously, Paneracer. PanRacer has been generous enough to kick in a pretty good chunk of cash that we're going to distribute, but not necessarily to the fastest time. Uh, essentially, the more mileage bonuses you accumulate, the more opportunities you have to win the prizes uh, in, in a drawing-type format. That'll all happen after the challenge is complete. We've got plenty of time between now and December to talk about the, the details of how that works. The short story is the more miles you accumulate, the more opportunities to win you accumulate. And that's going to be for the Panaracer cash. Also some cool stuff from Kuat, Kuat Racks, stemcaps.com and check our Instagram. We do have pictures of some of the stuff that's already in the drawings. Cantu cycling wheels, our buddies, John and Benny, Bell's Inspired Brewing. Haven't quite figured this one out yet. Bell's is a fantastic partner. I don't know that it's proper for us to mail prizes from them. It might be when it is more appropriate we have get-togethers in various areas. And uh, we'll have some Bell's beers to wet our whistles with king technical apparel anyone that has received spinistry socks in the past knows how cool these guys are and we've got some new stuff for you our buddies at insurance for texans we'll talk about ron and brad here some more momentarily and Arundel bicycle company uh these guys have really stepped up in very big time to help us out this year we appreciate it tremendously And uh, we've got, sitting right next to us right now, a big old box of very cool bottle cages as prizes from our friends at Arundel's. We have some more partners that we'll be announcing later this week, some new partners. And we will be adding partners and prizes throughout the competition here. Uh, So thank you to those existing partners right now. Going back to John's details. So here's his individual activities that have, and bear with me, 166.92 miles of a thousand. On August 29th, he had a ride of 80.55 miles and on August 30th, a ride of 86.37 miles. His total time for the first ride was four hours, 57 minutes and 39 seconds. And listen to that closely, that's total time. We talked about it in the previous video We want people's total activity time, not just their moving time for the logging purposes. So yes, if you pulled over to the side of the road for 15 minutes for a nature break or something like that, that's taken into account on your total time. If you got stopped by a train, that's take, you know, that's part of your total time, not just the time the bike is moving. Most of our, the vast majority of our, Participants so far have logged this correctly. There were a couple that that was a little confusing for, understandable, we'll, and we'll highlight it here again momentarily to show the proper way to calculate that. Um, but uh, the total time is is the key here. And his second ride yesterday on the 30th was 86.37 miles, five hours, 46 minutes and one second. And to back up his times here. Oh, and I like the way he did this. So we'll highlight it here. So he calculated his ride at 86.37 miles. When we go to the activity, we'll see that it was actually 101.2 miles. What John did though, it was a road ride so he multiplied that point by 0.85 to get recorded mileage of 86.37 this is supposed to be a gravel challenge but we recognize that not everyone has access to gravel all the time we are allowing road miles to accumulate as well but we ask that you adjust your mileage by 15 percent it's not a penalty it's just an adjustment but you keep your time the same and that approximates gravel to road but uh, we can highlight this right here, go to that Strava link. okay so now that I'm logged into Strava on my end we can we can see John John's activity and we see that his total miles were 101.22. His moving time was 52736. Now let's go back to his recorded data. You'll see here that it's 546.01. That's not 527 now, is it? Well, let me show you why. That's moving time. His actual total time, the elapsed time was 546.01. So John's done a wonderful job, thank you, John, of properly recording both his mileage for doing road miles instead of gravel. He essentially adjusted down by 15%. You multiply that number by times 0.85. And he recorded his total elapsed time, not just his moving time. We do also have a further adjustment. For example, if you ride mountain bike in single track, uh, you actually get a bonus, so to speak. You, you multiply by 1.15 for your mileage, and so that would take that to you know, what 117 miles if this was single track, for example. Uh, the total time is the same not a perfect solution we recognize that but we're 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 trying to we're trying to accommodate everyone's mileage uh no matter when they're able to squeeze it in so in a nutshell there's there's john's progress there and it looks like he's doing a fantastic job of recording things properly so thanks to him there another piece on this that we think is really cool and one of one of the things we're most excited about so we can view john's progress based on the simulated route that we created for this challenge, which is our RAT 1000 route. I'll expand this to full screen. So this this route plot from Texarkana, Arkansas to Tucumcari, New Mexico, that is our RAT 1000 route there. So by the mileage that John's accumulated so far, if he were following the, the real RAT route, Presently, he would be somewhere between Brookston and Roxton along the route. And I do know this section of road pretty well myself. And we did have some rains over the weekend. So there's a good chance that in the real world, this this part right here, this could be a muddy mess. The year I rode the rat, I actually almost trashed my bike in this section right here. Uh, so, uh, John is plugging along on the rat route really well. Let's look at a couple of other participants and see where they currently fall in the mix along those lines. We'll go back to the results, scroll down a little bit. Wojciech is not too far behind John, right there. Um, Let's look at JR Knight. I do remember seeing, so here's an example of something a little bit interesting, at least to me, some folks will will enjoy this, others maybe not so much, but when we look at where JR is, he's just outside of Paris. Along those lines on the rat route, Paris is a significant stop for us. The reason the rat goes up here into the fairgrounds area is over the years, the Paris fairgrounds have been fantastic friends of ours, fantastic hosts, and have supplied uh, us our first Saturday night layover spot where we kind of have a big get get together and party. Not really appropriate this year. We're going to make some adjustments. We're still going to have a Paris overnight opportunity but not with as close of quarters. Uh, JR is making his way out of town presently, and we can look at a satellite view to see where he is in town and get a better idea of that. Uh, But what we can also do is go into Google street view and it's quite possible that uh, if we were following the real rat and saw that JR was stopped in this spot, for example, Uh, maybe there's a little bit of stealth camping going on in the woods over here or maybe he's decided to head home and hop a boxcar or something like that Uh, so a little bit of sense of perspective to see where you are in the mix of things while you're riding along and as we do some of these updates we'll talk about some of our other partner towns as people are are going through them as well the rat 1000 is It's very close to my heart. Uh, It's something that we've been working on since 2014. We've done it every year. We're gonna do it again this year, at least on the self-supported individual time trial basis. We won't be doing the stage race version this year. Uh, We were going to be kicking off an alternate uh, version this year that just followed paved roads, but with the same overnight spots for the supported riders and the stage racers. Obviously with COVID-19 and virus things, that part's put on hold, that's perfectly fine. We'll all get together when it's appropriate and uh, and do the, the group shindigs when everything's better for everyone. Uh, one more that we'll look at real quickly. We'll look at Cherie, our leading female at the moment. See where she is in the mix, view her progress on the map. We'll expand that. also is in Paris at the moment. Look at the satellite view, zoom in a little bit. She's right in the heart of oh, she's right in the heart of downtown. A little skate park action here. Let's see what's see what she's seeing. Okay, this is a cool little intersection. Ah, look at that. She's got a nice little mural. Skate park over here. I uh, bet she's going over there to play in the half pipe. Bell Bond store. Maybe John's in trouble somewhere that we don't know about. And uh, whatever that is, that looks like a cool little, maybe a barbecue shack or pizza joint or something. Oh, barbecue. I see it right there. That looks like a very cool barbecue shack. So that's a that's a, and there's the downtown square of Paris back there. That's a cool little intersection there, and just little things like that you come across when you're on the rat itself. It's those it's those moments here and there. Those those sights you come across. Those those things that are outside the ordinary, what you might normally see on your everyday riding. Uh, so that's currently. Cherie's status at the moment, but let's uh, let's talk about these standings a little bit more. So we'll look at the overall standings, and the bib numbers are in place by registration. So the first person who registered has number one, and like Rich was the third person that registered, so he has number three. Things like that. Uh, my expectation is that over time, and I could be proven wrong, we'll have people that keep registering for the event up through realistically, probably the last week, uh, December 7th. A Couple reasons for that. A, you don't have to accumulate the full 1000 miles to qualify for prizes. Uh, everybody that signs up will get a Spinistry gift pack. Uh, if you accumulate at least 100 miles you qualify for an additional gift and an additional and your first actual opportunity to win prize so you have to log at least 100 miles well up until the last week people can easily log 100 miles to qualify for the prize drawings um but what we'll also see we're particularly right now almost everybody that's participating there's a new mexico thank you tim almost everyone that's participating so far is Texas based. We do have several people from other States right now that are registered. They haven't started logging their miles for various reasons. Uh, but as we get further into this, we'll get people in many other States that are doing the event, uh, for our state championship qualification, uh, for example, but you'll also see people that they, Hey, they know they're not particularly in Texas, they know they're not gonna log their best times in 105 degree heat in August. So I expect once we roll into the true fall, particularly in Texas, uh, October, November, uh, we're gonna see a lot of people that are hitting it hard, trying to get the best times for the thousand miles. And what you'll see is higher bib numbers start creeping up this list. You know, John theoretically, could log his 1,000 miles in the next couple of weeks. That's not an unrealistic expectation. So he may be done by mid-September, for example. Uh, But that doesn't make him the winner because it's gonna be, again, his cumulative time. So we may see higher bib numbers later in the process that are slowly creeping up this list. We may have 50 people that have completed their 1,000 miles and but then somebody that didn't sign up until November just starts moving up the list, as, as they're, they accumulate their miles and and get uh, and get a faster time for their cumulative miles sort of sort of thing. So that'll be something that we'll be keeping an eye on. That will be interesting. Going back to the state championship, the way we're going to do that, and I'll click on my own entry here. The way we're going to do the state championship, it's actually going to be based on photos taken on your Panaracer Challenge rides. And what we're going to ask people to do is to share those on social media. But after you share them on social media, you, each rider will have a photo file that they're able to add to. So, view all photos. Here's my photo file here. And these are just examples. That, so, <clears throat> I'm going to upload. I'm going to. It's really simple. If you're a participant, you just. After you've shared an image on social media Instagram, Facebook, Twitter we want you to use the hashtag, hashtag PanEraserChallenge. If possible, tag us, this ministry on Instagram. I believe it's just spinistry on Twitter. So we know to look for your image. In your description of the image on social media, do include the state that the picture was taken in, as well as your bib number. And that way I know to because some people's handles on social media may not line up with their real name. So if your bib number's in there, I know to look look you up and look at your your photo album and I can add an image here. We're adding this one. I'm finished uploading. So that way, this is let's we'll say this was a picture I took today and added to my state championship opportunity for Texas. I up, I, I posted this to Instagram with the hashtag Pan Challenge with my bib number number one. And then the promoters are able to go back into your photo album that day and have the picture available to, the, to us so we can download and do things ourselves. Uh, because if you post it on Instagram, like we can't share that photo and, and things like that. So we will definitely be giving credit to the, to the participants for the photos they take. And the way our state champions will be determined is based on photo submissions in states from rides in states during the Panoracer challenge uh, and the rider doesn't have to be a resident of that state to be a state champion so if somebody from Oklahoma is doing a ride in Texas for the Panoracer challenge and submits a, a Texas photo that ends up winning the contest for Texas that Oklahoma person would be the Texas state champ now what does being a state champ mean to be determined. We don't know exactly what that looks like yet. We're going to have some sort of special recognition uh, for our state champions. And we're also, we're going to put, right now we have the idea at three. There have to be at least three different writers with photo submissions for from a state for that state to qualify from a state champion. Uh, we don't want somebody to be the only writer in the state of Rhode Island, for example that automatically becomes a, a, a state champ. We're not one of those that believes that you win by being the only participant. Even though this isn't a competition per se, if you if you're wanting the designation of state champ in that in that context, you have to compete against somebody else somehow or another. Again, this is to be determined. We have until December 7th to figure out all of these details. We don't have to have them all nailed down on the front end. But share your photos on social media, tag it, hashtag PanEraserChallenge. Uh tag us in it so we get notification that that it's out there. And come to your photo album as a participant and upload the picture itself we think that's pretty straightforward at that time when you upload the pictures here you're giving us permission to utilize those pictures as well we'll most likely reshare them through our social media accounts we'll probably set up some sort of voting site for images haven't figured all of that out just yet so that's the overview of the state championship and how yeah. that's going to work. Let's do a rundown of the results real quickly. Again, this is after just one weekend of the Pan Racer Challenge. John Ryan at 166.92. Wojciech Falenzer, 151.74. J.R. Knight, 151.02. Sheree Tomba, our current female leader, 150.33. Rich Waldschmidt, 131.6. Chris Jennings, 124.019. Peter Peter Rajkani, 114.27. Michael Springborn, 107.292. Tim Trout, 105.893. And Caleb Wills rounds out our top 10 at 105.1. That does not mean that they are necessarily winning by any stretch of the imagination. They've just accumulated the most miles so far. Let's see if there's a way we might be able to, I'm pretty sure there's a, I thought there was a PACE data setting. Progress, there it is, PACE. So if we sort by this, whoever is on the fastest pace presently, we have a little bit of a different showing here. Uh, Ben Cooper so far has the quickest pace with only 73.59 miles, followed by Ryan Marcello, and then there's John still in the top four. And Cherie is still the top female with her current pace, and that's pace per mile. Uh, and I, forgive me, I don't have all the math in my head, but, you know, pace per mile, three minutes is going to be a 20-mile-an-hour average. Cherie just a tad quicker than a four-minute mile, which is 15 miles an hour, so she's over 15 miles an hour average. So that gives you a sense of where their pace is at, somewhere between 15 and 20 miles an hour, which makes total sense for the top of the list. Uh, It's quite possible when we get further into the process, if somebody's holding out and uh, jumps in in November towards the end and is trying to lay down some fast times, we may see some average times that get into that 20 mile an hour average be interesting to see how that sorts out. So a quick rundown of current standings we appreciate everyone for joining us and kicking off the first weekend in such grand style. Big thanks to our friends Brad and Ron at Insurance for Texans. We'll give them a big shout out since at the moment, most of our participants are Texas based insurance for Texans for your homeowners auto commercial cycling events reach out to Ron he's got some special magic there. special events and special needs Uh, reach out to Ron and Brad. It's definitely worth talking to them, even if you've been with the same insurance carrier forever and plan to stay with that insurance carrier forever, it never hurts to at least have an alternate number to run by them. The way the insurance industry does tend to work, it's not 100% true, but it's pretty darn close. The insurance carriers know when they have a captive audience. So they don't usually necessarily give the best deals to their existing customers. So it could save you literally thousands of dollars a year. Uh, That is not unrealistic to just be able to let your insurance carrier know that you are looking at others as well. For most of us, it makes sense if somebody gives you that thousands of dollars a year in savings to go ahead and shift your business that way. But we're not saying that everybody needs to do that by any stretch of the imagination. You're not going to hurt Ron's feelings just to get him to bounce some numbers, just so that you know that your current provider is staying honest. Thanks for joining us. We'll be sharing more on the standings on a regular basis, as well as updates to our upcoming events, including hell of the North Texas out of Paris, Texas, and our upcoming mountain bike ride again. In conjunction with our friends at 4R Ranch Vineyards and Winery in Munster.